California lawmakers pass a bill that would provide $150 million in emergency loans for struggling hospitals. A health panel now recommends that people get mammograms at age 40 instead of 50. And members of two FDA advisory panels voted unanimously in favor of making birth control available over-the-counter for the first time. It's Wednesday, May 10th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. California hospitals in financial distress will soon be able to apply for emergency loans made available by the state government. California state lawmakers in the Assembly and Senate passed AB 112 last Thursday, which establishes the Distressed Hospital Loan Program. The bill allocates $150 million from the general fund to provide interest-free loans to nonprofit or public hospitals that are at risk of closure or that have already closed but plan to reopen. The bill outlines that the State Departments of Healthcare Access and Information, Healthcare Services, Managed Healthcare, and Public Health will develop a methodology to evaluate a hospital's eligibility for a loan that includes determining factors such as whether the hospital serves a greater share of Medicaid beneficiaries or is in an underserved area like a rural community. Hospitals applying for assistance will need to provide their financial information, as well as plans that detail how they expect to use the loan to regain financial viability, as well as continue to operate. Hospitals that receive a loan will need to begin repayments after 18 months and finish repayment within six years. Hospitals that are part of an integrated health system with more than two separately licensed hospital facilities are ineligible for a loan. As of Tuesday, California Governor Gavin Newsom had not signed the bill, but previously indicated his support for it. The program would sunset at the end of 2031. An estimated one in five hospitals are at risk of closure in California, according to a report from Kaufman Hall on behalf of the California Hospital Association. As a note to listeners, GIST Healthcare is a subsidiary of Kaufman Hall. A federal advisory group is revising its recommendations for the age when women start getting screened for breast cancer. The U.S. Preventive Services Task Force issued a draft recommendation Tuesday that advises women to get a mammogram every other year beginning at the age of 40 instead of 50, the current age recommendation. It said that the use of the term women in its recommendation includes cisgender women and individuals assigned female at birth. The task force found that starting formal breast cancer screening 10 years earlier could potentially save 19 percent more lives. Tuesday's draft recommendation is a reversal from the task force's previous recommendation in 2009 that raised the age to begin routine screening to 50 years old. The concern at the time was that earlier screenings could lead to unnecessary treatment in younger women. Immediate past chair of the task force, Dr. Carol Mangione, said in a recorded statement that the screenings are especially important for Black women. Black women are 40% more likely to die from breast cancer than white women if they get it. 
they also are more likely to get more aggressive forms of breast cancer. So this recommendation is particularly critical for Black women. Mangione went on to say that more information is needed to address health disparities and that more scientific evidence is needed in order to determine whether and how additional screenings could benefit women that have dense breasts. She also said that more information is needed to determine both the benefits and potential harms of screening for breast cancer in women over the age of 75. Each year, around 264,000 cases of breast cancer are diagnosed in women, and around 42,000 die every year as a result of the disease. Though mortality associated with breast cancer has declined over time, it remains the second leading cause of cancer death among women overall. Two Food and Drug Administration advisory panels today unanimously endorsed making daily birth control pills available over-the-counter for the first time. The drug they were evaluating, Norgestrel, marketed under the brand name Opil, is manufactured by Perigo subsidiary HRA Pharma. Opil is a daily pill that only contains a synthetic version of the hormone progesterone to prevent pregnancy. Unlike other forms of birth control, it does not contain the hormone estrogen. HRA Pharma originally applied for approval to make the drug available without a prescription last July, and the FDA advisory panels were set to meet last November. However, the agency postponed that meeting in order to review more information from the drug maker. There had been some concerns among FDA staff whether individuals who purchase Opil over-the-counter will understand the drug's warning label, which warns women against using it if they have a history of breast cancer or have unexplained vaginal bleeding. Those with a history of breast cancer are not supposed to take Norgestrel since it can increase the risk that tumors will return, and those with vaginal bleeding need to consult their healthcare provider. However, the two panels determined that patients would be able to properly follow Opil's instructions without the assistance of their medical provider. Proponents have argued that making Norgestrel available without a prescription will expand access to contraception, especially in areas where individuals may lack access to a health center that offers a full range of contraceptive services. The recommendation by the advisory panels is not binding, but the FDA typically takes their advice into consideration. HRA Pharma told CNBC that it expects the FDA to make a decision sometime this summer. This story has been updated to reflect the vote from the advisory panels. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The Gist Healthcare podcast is an independent production of Gist Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.